Happiness Isn't Brain Surgery with Doc Snipes. This podcast was created to provide you the information and tools Doc Snipes gives her clients so that you too can start living happier. Our website, DocSnipes.com, has even more resources, videos, and handouts, and even interactive sessions with Doc Snipes to help you apply what you learn. Go to DocSnipes.com to learn more. Welcome back, everybody, to Happiness Isn't Brain Surgery with Doc Snipes, practical tools to improve your mood and quality of life. We're going to continue with part three of strengths, needs, attitudes, preferences, and temperament. Basically, we are talking about how knowing your own preferences, needs, and temperament can help you create an environment that supports recovery, happiness, and health, but it also helps you understand how you differ from other people so you can create a mutually acceptable situation or, or relationship and so you can understand why they're different and you can understand why you react the way you do sometimes. So in the last section, we talked about extroverts versus introverts. Extroverts being people who tend to be um, very, very talkative. They like to be around a lot of people. They draw energy from other people. Introverts being less talkative, very intense, and tend to prefer to have some reflection time before they talk. It's not that they don't want to talk. It's not that they're antisocial. It's just that they think and process things quietly and get grounded and make sense of it and then they share with everybody so in relationships it's important to make sure that extroverts um, are able to have a place to talk and have someone to bounce ideas off of but extroverts also need to make sure that they give the introvert some space to process their own feelings and thoughts and whatever which they will then share. So it's a different way of approaching the same problem. And knowing your preferences and knowing the preferences of other people can, can prevent hurt feelings and prevent the introvert from feeling crowded and, you know, demanded. And it'll prevent the extrovert from feeling rejected. Okay, so now we're going to move on to sensing versus intuitive. And this is really talking about how you conceptualize problems and how you think about things. Sensors, for lack of a better noun, are practical and realistic. They tend to be your accountants. They tend to be, you know, people who enjoy facts and details. They are content in general and would rather do than think. So they see a problem. They say, all right, let's go. Let's fix it yada yada um instead of pondering the six different ways it could be addressed they just see a problem and say okay let's go they focus on practical concrete problems instead of big meta concepts um, they see the details and may ignore the big picture and we're going to talk about how this can really bite people in the butt in terms of relationships and recovery because they can get so focused on the details and doing the day-to-day -day stuff, you know, the daily grind, that they forget to pick their head up and look at, you know, what is it that you want? What is it that you're doing all this for? What are you hoping to enjoy? And what do you have right now? So they miss appreciating the good things. Sensors tend to want specifics and tend to be very literal. So they don't like terms like, you know, I'll pick you up this afternoon. They want to know, okay, you're going to pick me up at what time? Um, 2.30? Cool, we can do that. They don't like those kind of vague terms. They may think that those preferring intuition are imp impractical. So, you know, 
people who are intuitors, who prefer intuition, are, tend to be dreamers and can go off a little bit on tangents. And we're, we'll talk about that. They believe if it isn't broken, don't fix it. If it's going well, leave well enough alone. And that can be true. If you've got a generally good life and things are going pretty well, you know, there's maybe not the time to start trying to upset the apple cart. If you see that there's a problem, then starting to address it. Now, intuitors, on the other hand, are imaginative dreamers. They always think that things can be improved. They're trying to look for um, the big meta-concepts, the overarching principles that are guiding things. And they live in the world of possibilities, which means a lot of times they'd rather think than do. They will sit in a meeting at the office and they will hypothesize six different ways to accomplish something and go through the benefits and drawbacks to each one. And they can get so caught up thinking about the possibilities that they don't actually ever, you know, put rubber to the road and do anything. Um, think about home improvement projects. You know, if you know somebody who, when they start thinking about doing a home improvement project, they're going to research every possible different way to do it, every possible op opportunity and option that you can look at, and they will weigh pros and cons, and they will be caught thinking about that for days, weeks, months, um, whereas a sensor will say, okay, we need new floors. Let's look for the ones that meet our needs the best. You know, in our house, we live on a farm. We have four dogs and the occasional chicken that comes in to be in the chicken ICU. So we need a floor that can be cleaned pretty easily. So, you know, when it came to time to get new floors, it was important to look for all of those things, make a decision and make it happen. Instead of going, okay, I, I think I've made all the decisions, but I want to keep researching just to make sure I didn't miss something. The sensor sees a problem, gets the information, makes a decision. The intuitive person likes to focus on complicated abstract problems like um, preventing substance abuse or stopping the heroin epidemic as opposed to helping Jim Bob, who happens to be addicted to heroin, get better. Um, they see the big picture but may miss the details. In relationships, they may see the big picture. It's your anniversary. But they miss the details about, oh, wait, it's on a Wednesday and you have all these other obligations, so that might not be a good day to go out to eat. They just see it's your anniversary and all of a sudden the whole day becomes a festival. The same thing's true in recovery where they see what recovery is supposed to be like, and they get so caught up trying to live the recovery lifestyle uh, that they may miss some of the details. Um, it's not just about going to meetings. There are other personal things you have to do. There are, there's self-work that you have to do. Intuitors tend to love word games, may think that those preferring the practical lack vision. If somebody is in a relationship with a sensor and they're an intuitor, the sensor may not see a problem with the way things are. The intuitor sees six different ways that it could be improved. So they may think that that person just lacks vision for making things all that they can be. The intuitor tends to focus on the future and possibilities, which means they're not focused on the now, which in relationships and in recovery, 
can be a bugaboo because if you're not mindful and not paying attention, those vulnerabilities catch up. If you're doing all this stuff, you're going to meetings, you're going to galas, you're doing all kinds of advocacy, but you're not focused on the now and getting the sleep you need and paying attention to the people in your life that are important to you. You may, may wake up one day and go, oh crap, you know, I'm not feeling so good and everything that did matter to me is gone. So how do you figure out if you're a sensor or an intuitor or your significant others are? And I say others because we're not just talking about your husband or wife or boyfriend or girlfriend. We're talking about your kids. We're talking about your best friends and even some of your office mates, the people that are involved in your life on a regular, if not daily basis, you kind of want to know what makes them tick because then you can work more harmoniously with them. So if the person prefers facts and details, they're probably going to be more of a sensor. If they like broad concepts and ideas, they may be more intuitive. I'm a grant writer. I love writing grants. I love going and saying, okay, SAMHSA will give us $250,000. Let me see all the different ways that I could possibly use this to best address this complex problem. That drives sensors batty. They hate grant writing. They're just like, tell me what to do and I'll make the databases and I'll write the policy and procedure manual. They're different strengths. There has to be somebody to write the grant, and then there has to be somebody to implement it. So it's not that one's better or worse. If somebody prefers facts and details, they may be the one that's better at handling, paying the bills, and doing the mundane tasks around the house, whereas the intuitor may be better at handling, you know, at least kicking off the concept of where are we going to go on vacation so they can look for the, you know, broad strokes, and then you get input from one another. The intuitors can add a dimension of, um, can, can broaden what a sensor sees and get them to lift their heads up and see, you know, the reason that you're doing this is for whatever. But the sensors can keep the intuitors from going too far afield in getting crazy about what they want to do. Um, my husband and I are kind of polar opposites here. I'm way on the intuitive side. He's way on the sensing side. And, you know, we've run a business together for almost 20 years, and we balance each other out. It doesn't mean we don't have disagreements, because I may get this wild hair grand idea that I want to do, and he'll stop me, and he'll be like, that is a great idea. But exactly when are you going to do that between all the other things you've got going on right now? You know, because I miss the details about I don't have any more hours in the day. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess that's going to have to wait until my retirement job or something. So we balance each other out. When he gets too stuck doing the day-to-day -day stuff and hasn't taken time to do anything relaxing or for himself, you know, I kind of encourage him and nudge him to get out and do things that make life happy. Because, you know, I said in the other presentation, my hour at the gym is my decompression time. He's a pilot. He needs to go out and fly, not every day, um, but when he goes out and flies, that's when he clears his head and, you know, gets his head in the clouds, so to speak. Um, so it's important for me to encourage him to look up and go, you're working this hard so you can afford to go flying. So uh, go flying. Does the person prefer to start with the big picture and work down to the details? That would be me. Or prefer to start with the details and see where it leads. Um, so looking for a house, for example. An intuitive person might start with the big picture and go, okay, this is the kind of house I want. Now, I got to figure out where I can find that within my budget. 
The sensing person, on the other hand, would say, okay, we have X number of dollars to spend. We want to live in this area, so we're close to this school system, and then narrow it down so they can go on Zillow or Realtor.com or something and look for a house that most meets their needs. It's a different way of approaching things, but making it fit. They may have the same ultimate goals, uh, but which is getting a house, but figuring out how to make it fit so it meets maybe the family goals is requires some communication does the person believe everything can be improved that's the intuitor that's the person who's walking around and looking around and going you know what we really need in a house we really need to get new cabinets these are starting to look run down that can be improved or the efficiency of the kitchen could be improved if we got this different kind of cabinet that's me i'm a freak about my kitchen but um the sensing person looks around and goes We've got cabinets. We don't have any dishes sitting out on the counter. I think the kitchen's just fine right now. Thank you. Different ways of prioritizing and approaching problems. So then you need to come back together and say, okay, potentially the kitchen could be improved. Is it a priority? And then you come down to the next dimension we're going to talk about um, thinking, which is looking at kind of the facts and feeling, which is what makes everybody happiest. Um, but you need to start looking for how do you approach problems and appreciating what the other person brings to the table because it balances. And I'm going to sound like a broken record by the end of this podcast, but it is all about balance and compromise. Sensing and intuitive refers to how people view the world, tasks, and problems. If you look at the big picture or if you look at a si single episode, you know, thinking about the heroin epidemic because, you know, that's near and dear to my heart you know i look at not only the big picture of how can we prevent people from dying how can we stop the heroin problem but i also look at each person that comes across my facebook that needs to get into treatment and i think about okay what can we do to better need, meet the needs of jim bob so i kind of straddle both sides of the fence here but looking and figuring out whether you're looking at a concrete problem that's right in front of you or you're looking at a meta concept that's really complex sensing people love facts and details and believe if it's not broke don't fix it they're good because they keep us intuitors from going off on every tangent that happens to strike they're excellent at holding the reins so to speak but they can get caught up in the details so they miss the big picture encouraging them to step back and go what again is the purpose and how are we be benefiting from all of these facts and details and day-to-day -day activities intuitive people are dreamers and think in terms of meta concepts and the big picture often missing the details and having difficulty being content with what is always seeing ways to improve things and i've learned a lot from my sensing friends about stopping and instead of looking at Oh, I could improve this this way. Just having an attitude of gratitude for the way things are right now. Yes, I could improve things about my kitchen, for example, but I can also be content and be grateful for the fact that I've got a roof over my head and a kitchen to cook in. In recovery, sensors can get too caught up with completing planned tasks and miss the big picture of what recovery is supposed to be. They get caught up and I've got to go to a meeting today. I've got to do this activity. I've got to go to therapy. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And I always want to ask them why, you know, 
because I know what the answer answer should be um, because they're working towards their recovery goal so they can be happy but getting them to pick their head up and look at all the reasons that they're happy right now and how what they're doing is getting them there so they can go yeah I'm making progress You've got to lift your head up to see how far you come by doing what I'm doing how is that helping my, me achieve my goals and draw closer to who and what is important to me is a question that sensors can ask themselves that encourages them again to pick their head up look forward see how much closer they are to their goals and maybe even look backward and see how far they've come intuitors can get caught thinking in the future and lack mindfulness which may derail their recovery or even their relationships <clears throat> if they're too caught up thinking about how great things are going to be when we retire they may not be grateful or pay attention to or nurture what they've got in the present and if you don't nurture that and the relationship falls apart there's no us in retirement there's just nothingness so intuitors need to constantly ask themselves what do I need right now to keep moving toward the things and people that are important to me when you put sensors and intuitors together sensors can use intuitors vision to maintain an optimistic outlook <clears throat> Whereas intuitors can use sensors groundedness to remain mindful and remember not to follow every wild hair. Another example I can give you from, you know, my personal life, um, I do animal rescue and every animal I see that needs a home, that needs a foster home, I want to bring it in. I'm like, oh, we got a farm, but I know good and well that I don't have the energy to handle 50 dogs, nor is it sanitary. Uh, so I have to be able to set limits and you know my husband realizes how important animal rescue is to me so we came to this compromise that we have certain slots in our house and once those slots are filled no other animals can come in the house so we always maintain one slot for the random foster or stray that happens our way until it can find a new home and our kids also know that if we adopt a foster that comes in um, and it fills that slot that means no more fostering so they have to decide what's more important to them to continue to save lives of abandoned animals or to save the life and enhance the life of this one animal um, you know it gives us some balance it gives us the ability to discuss what our values are and make sure that we don't stretch this one idea and and the energy required out so far that we can't pay attention to all the other things that are necessary for health and happiness in our life if you like this podcast you can subscribe on your favorite podcast player join our Facebook group at docsnipes.com Facebook or join our community and access additional resources at docsnipes.com thanks for tuning into happiness isn't brain surgery with Doc Snipes. our mission is to make practical tools for living the happiest life affordable and accessible to everyone we record the podcast during a Facebook live broadcast each week. Join us free at docsnipes.com slash Facebook or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player. And remember, docsnipes.com has even more resources, members-only videos, handouts, and workbooks to help you apply what you learn. If you like this podcast and want to support the work we are doing, for as little as $3.99 per month, you can become a supporter at docsnipes.com slash join. Again, thank you for joining us and let us know how we can help you.